Welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast, a conversation about leading as a team because a great team is always better than great talent. Everybody, welcome to the Two Rivers Leadership Podcast. My name is Will Hampton. This is episode number 14. We are talking today about our kingdom culture, and we are on kingdom culture number five, family oriented with a focus on the next generation. So, we're going to be talking today about the need for us to create a community of believers that is focused on the next generation. Now, this is this is almost, for me, it almost feels like I shouldn't have to say this because I used to be a children's pastor, but I have this very distinct awareness that we are only ever one generation away from extinction. Christianity. If it doesn't pass from my generation to the next generation and from that generation to the generation that follows, then there will be no Christianity. In fact, we have seen this. We are watching this play out, especially in the Northeast. There are tons of churches who, if you were to go into the church, you're not going to find a person in the building under the age of 60. And they have lost their ability to connect with the next generation. And they, they have adopted their methodologies, and they adopted their comfort, and they adopted all of the things that, that makes them feel really good about what they're doing. This is my church, and I gave XYZ, and, and it's not going to be moved, and nobody could touch that thing there because that's how we've always done it, and I did it. It was good enough for me when I was a kid. It ought to be good enough for the kids now. And all kinds of things that you might hear someone say at, at some of these places. And, and they would tell you, hey, we want to reach kids, but we don't want to do anything differently than we've always done. In fact, we want, our kid, we want the kids today to come in and do children's ministry the way it was done for us when we were kids. And they will complain about the next generation. Like this next generation, oh, you got to entertain them. Oh, you got to do all these things. When I was in Sunday school, I was bored out of my mind, and I loved it. Like it's that kind of, like, wait a second. You were bored, you didn't like it, but you learned. And, and so it's kind of this, uh, man, we want to create this environment. We don't have to have an either-or mentality. It's like, well, you can either learn or you can enjoy the environment. There's tons of classrooms in which the children love the environment and are learning. There are tons of children's ministries in which the children enjoy the children's ministry and they are learning. So this this idea that this that carries in some of these churches where they, they long ago stopped reaching the younger generations, and now they are dead, they just don't know it yet. Like no one knew is going to come in, they've lost their effectiveness to reach the next generation, and now they're kind of they're waiting time out. 
they're waiting through time and maybe 20 years from now, no one will be there anymore. And the church will shut down. The doors will close and no one in the community will even notice. And that is uh, because the church didn't, did not focus on and intentionally drive down into younger generations. So here's a couple of things that we're going to do at Two Rivers that helps us to have a focus on the next generation. So we're going to be family-oriented with a focus on the next generation. And so one of the ways we're going to do that, we're going to equip families. we got to understand family schedules. We do this by having a simple church model. We're not a program-driven church. We are a simple church model. So there's really a few things that we try to drive everyone into. We think like that each person can grow and develop if they get into, we talked about life-giving environments. Well, one of the ways that we, we do that is by providing uh, five real primary environments at Two Rivers that we think that every believer should be involved in. So whether you're an adult, a teenager, or a child, we think that we can accomplish discipleship in each age range by doing the, by, hey, if you're a kid, we want you to get into these five things. If you're a teenager, we want you to get into these five things. And if you're an adult, we want you to get into these five things. This is a simple church model. So at Two Rivers, it looks like this. We want every believer, whether they're a child, a teenager, or an adult, to be equipped. So what we do as a team is we equip them. We give you resources so that you can do maintain your personal relationship with God. It's a personal sized environment. It's, this is where people read their Bible. They pray, they fast, they, um, maybe, maybe they're generous with their friends and their neighbors. It's the, it's this environment where you, you might be able to focus on all the secret things maybe that you find in the Sermon on the Mount that, is between you and God and maybe just a few other people, but it's, it's really all the things that you do by yourself. And then the second environment we want everyone to be in is a Sunday environment. It's this large group environment. Like everybody needs to gather. The church body needs to come together in a large group setting. You see this in, in the book of Acts. It says they gather daily at the temple courts. Like we oftentimes, the people talk about the book of Acts and they're like, Oh, they gathered in each other's homes. Yes, they gathered in each other's homes, but then they also had these huge mega church gatherings. They, they had a large group gathering. There was worship that was happening. They were learning the scriptures. They were, they were kind of corporately. And so we believe that every believer needs to be in that personal-sized environment, and then they need to be in that large group environment. And then there's this middle-sized environment. It's a small group environment that every believer we want to. So that's the number three. There's a small group environment and get into relationships and connections. So if you're a kid, you need to be in a small group environment. If you're a teenager, you need to be in a small group environment. If you're an adult, small group environment. The fourth environment is a serving environment. We believe that every believer should be serving at Two Rivers. Every member is a minister at Two Rivers. We can't be who God's called us to be till you're doing what God has called you to do. So, so every single one of those environments, those are four environments. And then the fifth environment that we want, like, it's, I don't know if this is for everyone. It can't technically be for everyone because the fifth environment is leading. So at some point you might step up and say, hey, 
I want to use my gift to lead and you might lead in all of the other environments. And so those are kind of the, like, that's our simple church model. That's how we say, okay, everything we do rallies around driving people into those five environments. That's what we're going to provide as a church. That's what we're going to do. And what that does is it eliminates a whole bunch of programs. It eliminates a whole bunch of pressures and it, and it simplifies our mission. And the benefit of that is it allows a family to do one process of discipleship. So like for my family, I have my wife and I have three children. I've got a three-year-old, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old in my house. And uh, for us, I want my children to come and we go to the large group environment on Sunday. They come with us to small group. We do our small group on Wednesday night. And then we, each of them serve. I want my children serving. They help us set up. They help us tear down. We help up set up and tear down every single Sunday. And then I want at some point for, for my kids to, to discover like, like my, my daughter, Natalie, we pray together as a family at home. And so she's learning a personal relationship with Jesus. We're teaching her how to pray and all those things are individual, individually based. But because it's not this really overcomplicated schedule, it allows it to work for us as a family. And so churches that have a really over-programmed schedule, and there's tons of things happening all the time in all the different places, they're all moving in different parts, and there's not really a clear understanding of what's happening in this environment, uh, it doesn't allow for the next generation to be reached and 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 really what happens is like this older model of like a program driven church looks like this you might have a children's church you might have a youth group and then you have sunday services and so so here's what happens even in in modern churches today that don't embrace a simple church method they don't embrace a standardized discipleship process they're they miss intergenerational ministry. And so so let me explain what I mean by that. So so like in the children's department, they might be doing discipleship one way. Like in in children's church they may say, okay, you know, we want you guys to become part of the Timothy team and we want you to do uh, you know, J- junior Bible quiz and we want you to do uh kids camp and we want you to do all these other things and and they have their own version of what it looks like to be a maxed out children's church participant. And then you go to youth group and in the youth group, it's got a different name. Now it's a different night. It's a different day of the week even. And you go to youth group and, and the youth group says, well, you know, we're, we're, we're not two rivers youth group. We're, we're remnant or relevant youth group or, you know, I don't know, whatever youth group names there are. But in the youth group, now they have their own version of how they're going to do. They got their own worship team. They got their own thing. And it, they're singing different songs than everybody else. And then you get to the adult service. And the adult service is boring. And it's dry. And it's dusty. And the worship is really, like, <laughs> rough. And so, so now, and, and then all the adults have a different model of discipleship. So they're doing their own thing, what it looks like to be a disciple for an adult and whatever that is looked like. And even if 
And there's a bunch of churches that don't even define it. Like, here's what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. Here's the environments that we're trying to create. So, so maybe there's an expectation that you give and come on Sunday and maybe you go to Sunday school and maybe you're going to go uh, to a retreat now and again, but there's, it's really not clear what it is that's, that this is how you grow as an adult follower of Jesus. Just kind of this expectation, grow. Um, so what, what happens is when, when you start looking at the intergenerational process, um, there's this really, really scary stat that says that anywhere from 80 to 90% of youth who leave high school ministry and go to college do not continue in their faith. They don't continue attending church as a uh, college student. And that is a startling stat. And I think there's uh, several reasons that go into that stat. I think there's, there's quite a bit, but part of it is that each generation from kids to youth, they, they learned an entirely different set of expectations and then from youth to adult, there's an entirely separate set of expectations. We're singing different songs, and there's there, like the environment of what it looks like to be an adult is very different. Like the expectations of around what the Sunday experience, the large group gathering might be. So by like so so if you're raised in children's church, if it's a good children's ministry they're the kids are loving it they love being in the room they're having a good time and they're learning about jesus and then they're allowed to go into youth ministry and the youth ministry is doing the same thing they're they're in there rocking the music out and they've got the lights and the environment and it's all like trendy and 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 kind of hip and then then there's this really like okay now you're an adult so welcome to the adult service, and here, what we do is boring. And that's how you know you're a mature believer. Like, like here, what, hey, when you were in youth group, you got to participate. Like, you were allowed to serve. You might have been on the youth worship team. You might have been on a youth council. You were actually valued as part of the youth ministry. The second those youth get up into adult ministry like on sunday morning sunday morning is terrible like they went from an environment that was hopping and great and they were growing in their faith and then all of a sudden they get into this new environment that's supposed to be adult environment and they're like this is nothing like what i grew up in this is nothing like what i experienced in youth ministry and there is this radical disconnect it's this huge disconnect from from children's ministry to youth ministry to adult ministry. And so what we said at Two Rivers is that is not going to happen. Our adult ministry is going to be way better than any teen ministry or youth ministry, like kids ministry. And what needs to happen is that that same process for discipleship goes from kids into youth and into adults. And, and we need to build our adult service. In fact, this is like I've talked to several leaders. In fact, you need to be able to, if you can't preach a message that engages a 13-year-old boy, you're not going to be able to transition them into your environment. Like you're probably just flat out boring, right? If, you're, if, you, can't, if you can't preach a message that's going to engage a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old boy, 
then you probably need to go back to the drawing board and get it straightened out. So that's kind of the goal. I need to be able to try to engage a 13-year-old boy on Sunday morning in the in the adult environment, and we need to have our environment in such a way that if, if they come from youth group into the adult service, they should be like, yes! Like, we were kind of getting it done in youth, group, in youth group, but man, they are really getting it done here in the adult ministries. And, and so, so if we were, like, because, like, it stands to reason. Like, you're telling me the adults can't put together a higher quality and better program than the teenagers? What's, what? <laughs> Explain that to me. You're telling me that if I went into youth group, I would have better worship done by teenagers? Then I could have from 20-somethings and 30-somethings and, and got like 50. By the time you're 50, you ought to be the most skilled musician on the face of the planet. You're telling me you can't put together a better worship set than teenagers? Come on with that. So, so our worship has got to be rocking, right? Our worship has got to be where we are engaging people. And people are like blown away at the quality of it and blown away at how good the environment is. There's no way in the world that it should be the reverse. Like it it boggles my mind. And that is why we are family oriented with a focus on the next generation. If we can't bring up in house, this is another, this is another like piece of why we are family focused with with a like a real distinctive like we've got to reach the next generation is this idea that that at some point we can't raise up leaders in house like like I, I I was asking the question about how we were going to do our church plant and I said if we were the last church on earth what would that mean for how we do discipleship if we were the last church on earth, how, what, what would that change about what I think my job is as a pastor? And the answer to that question was, I need to raise up leaders. We need to raise up sons and daughters who we would send out into the mission field. We're going to raise up sons and daughters that we're going to keep relationally connected and we're going to have them go. Like if, if we reach somebody off the street and they come into two rivers and they get saved and they accept Christ. And now what happens with them? Like, okay, so like we got a teenager and they're getting ready to go to college and they're feeling the call of God on their life. What do we do with them? And my answer to that is we need to have the ability in house to raise them up. So that our teenagers, when they go to college, they go to college right here at Two Rivers. And then then what would happen is they continue to be discipled. They continue to get loved on. We don't turn them into orphans by sending them off to boarding school. We don't have to send them out to get trained somewhere else. They can get trained right here in-house. And then we send them out as equipped followers of Christ. And that's, that to me is like, of course there's going to be teens that go. And of course they're going to go to college at different places. And of course they're going to go off to different Bible colleges. But I just, I really feel passionate about the idea that if we're going to be focused on equipping the next generation, we need to be able to do that in-house. We need to do that with sons and daughters. We need to raise up a generation that is ready to go. And, and, and that goes into how we think about 
are fulfilling the mission of reaching the entire world. It goes into what we think about leadership development. And it goes into how we think about intergenerational ministry. Because there's, I don't want to see a huge disconnect from children's church into youth group and from youth group into adult ministries. I was a children's pastor. I totally get that transitional process. It's frustrating when, when you're a program-driven church and you do things a certain way in one ministry environment and then all of a sudden it changes radically in the next ministry environment and the next age and then it changes again when we get to adults. And so, so as adults, here's, here's kind of what has to happen. Here's, there's a generational flow that, that we have to embrace as a church. Because intergenerational ministry is what I'm talking about. Two Rivers Church has every generation represented. But here's how the intergenerational ministry has to flow. The older generation has more resources than the younger generation. And it is the, the necessary function of the older generation to give away their resources, to, to direct their resources to the younger generation. And then the younger generation, here's, so, so that's what's coming from the older generation to the younger generation. We're directing resources. We're, we're directing wisdom. We're directing advice. And then the younger generation, in return, Here's the, the flow that goes back in the other direction. The younger generation must show honor to the older generation. We, so so we got to teach the old to give to the young, and we got to teach the young to honor the old. So, so the older the generation is, the more honor that we bestow on them. You can't ever forget their sacrifices. You can't ever forget that the older generation had dreams and paved the way and sacrificed to get to where they were able to give the next generation more than what they had. Isn't that every father's dream? Like every dad wants, every good dad wants to give his children a better starting point than he had, right? Like every dad would like to make it where, hey, if if I started off on the second rung of the ladder, I would love for my kids to start on the fourth or the fifth rung of the ladder. Hey, I want them to be able to stand on my shoulders so that they can see above the crowd, right? Isn't that the heart of a father, And shouldn't that be the heart of how we function in the church for our children? That we don't want to make it harder on our kids. We want to make sure that our kids are engaging. And I'll tell you, I, as a dad, I am passionate about my kids are going to grow up and love Jesus. My kids are going to grow up and and I'm going to create an environment where, man, they can't wait to come to church. They can't wait to worship God. Like I, I watch my daughter, she walks around with her little device and she's playing worship music all day long and she's singing and she goes to children's church on Sunday and she sits in the front row with her friends and she cries during the time of prayer and God is at work in her heart and life. And, and, and as a dad, there's no better report that I could hear than when my daughter went into children's church, she was being impacted by God in that she is being discipled and being trained. And I know, like, 
there are a ton of places. There's a ton of places where you can send your kids and, and they're going to come back and say, look, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want, I don't want. And, and so here's what we got to do to continue that. We're going to invest financially into our children's environments. I would rather invest in our kids' environment than in our adult environment. If, if we can't put a commensurate amount of investment into the kids' environment as to what we're going to put into the main auditorium, something is wrong. Like if, if we've got a, you know, $100,000 invested in audio equipment in the, in the main sanctuary, there ought to be $100,000 of investment in our children's ministry. If we say that we're going to be focused on the next generation, then we got to put our money where our mouth is. And so that's where, uh, it, there, so, so by way of review, if we're going to do a couple of things at Two Rivers Church, we're going we're gonna to recognize that we're one generation away from extinction. We're going to stop focusing on our preferences. Like as adults, my preference is X, Y, Z. I would much rather when I become, like maybe I'm 70 or 80, I would much rather my grandchildren still be connecting in, in our environment than myself be happy and have none of my grandkids in the room. Like it's so much better to have my grandkids in the room than for me to be happy. Look, I know that my relationship with God is in great shape. I don't need the worship on Sunday to cater to me. But I... Oh boy, let me tell you something. The moment the worship on Sunday disconnects from the next generation coming up, we got to change how we're doing the worship style. Look, worship will always be worship. If people are engaging and worshiping God, look, that can be done to an accordion. It can be done to a guitar. It can be done to an electronic device. The sound isn't what's important. It's that the next generation is continuing to be drawn in. And, and so we do that, like I think the biggest critical key to this is that we have one process of discipleship that we can create intergenerational continuity. So from kids to youth to adults, there's only one way that we do discipleship. It's the same expectation that I have for my kids. My expectation is my kids need to be in a small group. My kids need to be serving. My kids need to be giving. My kids need to be leading. And that's, that's kind of, I, I want them to have a personal relationship with Jesus where they're reading their Bible on their own, praying on their own, fasting on their own. Same thing when they get to be teenagers. That ch- expectation isn't going to change. And by the time they become an adult, this is how we grow. And this is how we grow. And so they're not going to experience a drop-off in quality. They're not going to experience a drop-off in engagement. They're not going to experience a drop-off in in. How, how we move people from one environment to the next as they grow is a seamless transition. And that's, that's how we have a focus on the next generation. It's how we create intergenerational ministry. If we honor up as the younger generation honors the older generation, as the older generation equips and resources the younger generation, we're going to be able to do things as a church. We'll stay healthier and we'll live longer and we'll have a greater impact when everybody knows their role and everybody is focused on strategically this idea that we have to reach the next generation. 
the moment we sacrifice the next generation for our own preferences is the moment we shift the corner and we begin to die. And that's, that is unacceptable. I don't believe in that, that God is into that at all. And so we need, we need to have a distinct focus that we are going to be family-oriented with a focus on the next generation. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. So I'm so glad that you tuned in and listened to this podcast. If you have any questions or any comments, I would love to hear from you and get any feedback that you might have or, or uh, comments that you might add to this discussion. You could email pastor at tworiversassembly.com. That's T-W-O, riversassembly.com. And, and just share with me what your thoughts are. Maybe something that I talked about that you, you might be confused by or something that you want some clarification or maybe you, you want to challenge some of the ideas that we've presented. And I'd love to be able to kind of sit down with you and talk through those things and, and hear what this impact is making in your life. God bless you. Have a great week.